Hi everybody, welcome to the Lot Pod, the Lead Rhinos Lot 17A podcast, kindly sponsored by ACDMB, who are a branding and creative design agency based in Farsley, Leeds. They create standout brands, so for any companies out there that need a brand new logo or a brand refresh, just get in touch with ACDMB. This is the match review panel for Paul, Ed- Paul Wellen's wide bulging eyes versus the mighty lead rhinos joining me as always he's my co-host he is my right hand man but he is our amazing stats man stat man reese i'm a stat freeze reese how the devil are you um I'm all right. I've had a very mixed birthday weekend, as in Leeds not playing that great on Friday. Me having to go a wedding on Friday, so I missed the game. So I had to re-watch the game knowing we played poorly on my birthday, which was great fun. So thanks very much, Leeds, for that. Um, got over the game and then realised I've got annoyed again. <laughs> we got to talk about it. But Warrington have done me a favour and make me feel slightly... There. Should we just review Wakey versus Warrington again? Uh, just, instead, just, let's just talk about Daryl Powell getting sacked and the sack. Well, usually, as, as everyone will, or any regular listener to this, every regular viewer will know that when we do get beat, we do tend to <laughs> go off on secret <laughs> yeah. tangents rather than talk about the game. We tend to go like, "Why aren't we signed a halfback?" Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which we'll probably do today. Which we'll probably do tonight. But I've just noticed what listening back, I'm always like. Like the whole KR, we were just like talking about lack of halfbacks and why we should have signed. I mean, I turned it 30 minutes late. <laughs> why aren't we coughing up half a million quid for Brody Croft? <laughs> yeah. So we'll do a bit more of that. Who's joining us tonight? We have got uh, Phil, uh, who went to the game. How are you, Phil? I'm all right. I'm good, thank you. How are you two? We're all right. Yeah. <laughs> We've got a list of halfbacks to talk about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I think we're in um, the market for a couple of them, aren't we? We need to be. We need at least two. So, unusual uh, lock pod fashion, lock pod style, very cliche of us, but we always start with positives. Phil, you went to the game, you poor sod. Any positives from Leeds from this? I don't. I don't know. I think. I think we're playing fits and starts. Really, Um, we seem to. This defence scrambled quite well. And I, I do think, agree with what kind of like Rowan said after a couple of misreads in defence and, and that type of stuff which let us down. But, you know, I think positive for me, what, you know, Reese Martin seems to be coming back into 
into something like um, Sam Lissoni. He, he got some minutes under his belt and he just seems to get better week in, week out. Mm. Um, he won a hard attack, really, I think, which let us down, which like you just touched on there. You know, we, we need something, something else in that middle now. I think we've become a little bit predictable. But, you know, I think the positives, it's quite hard to to pick out from it because they were not really what stood out, I suppose. You know, it was a bit really frustrating. It won't. He wasn't the best, but you know, Nene McDonald, he was positive at back. So, you know, between him, like I said, Lissoni and uh, Reese Martin, they were all right. Positive things for me, really. Yeah. Reese, positives? I agree with Nene. Um, I think Nene doesn't really have a bad game for us very rarely. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we come to the stats, you'll, there'll be no surprise on Nene's figures, really. Um, but I thought Nene was great. I thought Reese, I think, again, I agree with Reese. I thought he played. Sorry, I agree about You agree so. with yourself. That's a great point, me. Yeah. Reese never does anything wrong. <laughs> I do <don't> so myself. <laughs> yeah. Working HR, mate. That's how it works. Um, <laughs> I can't sat myself. Um, yeah, so I thought Reese was really, really good. Um, and the one moment that I really enjoyed was Sam Walters going round to Wellsby. I did quite enjoy that moment. Um, as part from that, but I. There's not really any other positives to me. Unfortunately, I think players that I usually shout about and players that I normally praise really highly were were not great on Friday. Just on that Sam Walters try, it was a great try, and he, he kind of ran past that little twat Jack Wellsby. I would have I would have preferred it because there's, there's there's clearly an enormous size difference between. Sam Walters and Jack Wellsby. See, I would have. It was beautiful. They ran around him. I would have preferred it if it had ran towards Wellsby, grabbed him by the scruff of his neck like the Undertaker would, and just carried him over the try line with the ball. And then at the same time as he was going to score the try, just choked Slam Wellsby at the while scoring. That that would have been a much better. And I could have, I could have had a new theme tune on the pod as well. The and then we could have got a bollocking from WWE instead of ACDC <laughs> for playing the Undertaker's theme tune. Yeah. I've got that written being, down. It'd be well, good if it had just ran straight over the top of him and just yeah. left his size fifteen footprints all over his body. Tire tracks all over him. Yeah, absolutely. I've got the. I've got for my positive. Sorry, I've got the Walters <laughs> try. I thought that would be helpful. And then I've got the Austin pass to Hanley. Thought that were. A, a nice straight backwards ball straight over Tanley and patted it down. It definitely wasn't forward. So those are my positives. We speak we speak of Wellsby. Um we'll kind of start there and jump in. I thought the defending for both of his tries, particularly the first try, was absolutely horrific. What do you so mean? I think it's worse for the second try. The, you, yeah, I, yeah, I agree with Reese. No, but the, the gap is enormous, and no one lays a finger on him for the second. We'll come to that in a minute. But the first one, there's the offload. I think Cammy's a bit near him, and then he goes through Tom Allroyd and Jared. Now, I know Jared tries his best, absolutely mm. does, and he's so close to stopping him. You are, Jared. But I felt, well, I hate Jack Wellsby, and everyone knows that. And I felt the size difference there. Someone should have stopped him. It shouldn't. He shouldn't have had an opportunity anyway because he should. I can't remember who made the offload, but the offload was far too easy to make. Mm. So that's mistake number one. Was Caesar, Caesar should have been wrapping that up, and he's the one that was in the wrap, and he, he let that ball get displayed. But then the reaction from the offload was the second thing that was poor, mm. and that's why when 
Wellesley's yeah. going hell for leather with a low centre of gravity towards a trying line and he's got to run up towards it. Momentum was with him. I'm not sure that... I'm not sure we could have stopped him, to be honest, in that position. Um, and, and I think it came from the offload and not reacting to the offload quick enough. Um, I think O'Connor and Holwood had a difficult job. Because if you look at the angle that Wellesby is where he's two, three metres out of the line, it's very hard to get underneath someone in that position when they've got that low centre of gravity. Yeah, And he knew what he had to do, didn't he, Wellesby? You could see him. He, 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 he picked his... He picked his gap where he was going to go at and he, and he just braced himself for it just to make himself as small as yeah. small as he possibly could and, and he, yeah you know there are players that are to keep up that's far away from the line but it was preventable yeah yeah preventable like you said the things what led up to it you know the offload you know we, we let their attackers just jump across and, and play across mm-hmm. the line and then like not us reacting to it uh, Paul Ramsden says in the YouTube comments, we do stream these podcast lines, uh, Bentley shooting out the line led to his second try. Mm. I mean, that gap that he ran into. And then no one, I think Myler may stroke him as he goes yeah. into Scotland. Again, it's that, the reaction again, but Bentley going out like that. If you're going to go out the line like that, you have can't to miss. You can't miss. And, and it's not even like he's gone two metres out of the line, has he? No. It no. must be about five, six, if not ten meters, maybe. But he's he's, he's some way out of the line. The dog leg that creates, and you know, Wellesby just puts the afterburners on. But yeah. I think that's a bigger mistake because it's again, it's just a really bad read and wasn't really needed in that mm. situation or that scenario. I don't think I felt that we'd have yeah. had them covered. I know Phil was praising our sort of scramble defense as well, and mm. I just think that if we we had the line there. It just wasn't needed in that moment. And that ultimately, it hasn't, it, not that moment has cost us the game because that was the game winning try. Because I think a number of things have cost us to lose the game. But I think it. I think moments, like, moments like that, aren't they? they've cost yeah, us just yeah, not being able to, to react to them. Your game management in defence and attack. I think that was a really good example of the game management in defence that let us down. That's it, really. Next. Yeah. See you next week, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Leeds <laughs> by six day. See ya. <laughs> I mean, the game management was poor in general, wasn't it? Yes. And we it don't was, have... It's a theme. It's a theme that's coming up. We have no idea what to do on fifth. No idea. It's, I mean, we did score when Nene went in in the corner. That was the fifth. Mm. But it, it's... I don't... I cannot understand. Well, first of all, before I start, because I am going to talk about Blake Austin, but... First of all, I'm in a bad mood. <laughs> I'm, I'm really, I'm, I'm unwell. I'm really unwell. <laughs> so that's put me in a bad mood. But the, how can two halfbacks that have played together in the NRL that I say they're best friends, they don't even look like they're from the same planet. They don't even look as if they, they don't even speak together on the pitch. There's nothing, there's no direction from either one of them. And yet, like like Reese says, we get to fifth or we're building up to end of any set, and we we haven't got a clue how. Now I know we all say, oh sorry, I say, and some of us say we like this, you know, off the cuff rugby. You still got to there should still be a halfback, at least one of them knowing how. You know, if this doesn't go to plan, mm. I need to kick this, and this is what I'm going to do. Mm. I mean. The, the the complete lack of leadership in the in the end of sets it, it's genuinely driving me mental. I've seen quite a few comments online on the 
I know we enjoy that chaotic sequence, but yeah, the chaotic sequence is now for me coming because we just don't have an idea what to do. Perhaps, yeah. And 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 I've, I've, this season, I've, it feels so bipolar in mm. that we've seen moments when it's so great and moments when it's so bad. I feel bipolar in my reaction in that, you know, after Huddersfield and our Warrington, when we're on a high, we're getting to the playoffs, it's happening again. And then we're brought back down on our feet heavily again. And and it, it, I don't understand how... It, it feels a bit with Austin and Caesar When it's hot and it's working and things are working for them, they're brilliant. But when it gets tough, it starts going wrong. And, you know, Andrew was saying, you know, the in, with 10 minutes left, Austin blasting a kick out on the full... <laughs> On the last, you know, it's just shocking game management, isn't it? And it I cannot, I cannot begin to tell you how cannot, angry you got at that how moment. Absolutely blood boiling, furious I was with that gobshite when he kicked it straight into touch. Because let's be honest, how many times has he kicked it full into touch this year? Three? It's Four? been a few times. It's becoming quite the trait for that gobshite. Carry on, sorry. I, I think I'd finish. Uh, I, I think on, on, you know what you're touching on there about the, the you know, we're like, the, we're a free-flowing rugby team out. We like to throw the ball around, everything else and this, that and the other. But it doesn't, it, when it looks good, it, it looks really good. And when it comes off and it pays off and everything else, it's like you said, we don't have that default to, to recognise when it's not been effective to go back to some form of structure and that game management. So like, on a set, you know, within a set, we'll try move ball left, right, everything else, not have nothing from it. But then as final play and, and to complete and finish the set, we just put a nothing kicking somewhere or whatever, or, or we turn ball over, yeah. not in a good field position. We'll put ourselves straight back under pressure again then by us not being able to recognise it. And, you know, with Austin and, and Caesar in there, you're looking at them for some direction and some and to get your players and, and finish them sets and complete it and that game management and we just don't have it. I think you know, um, you've got to include Cammy in that as well. You know, Cammy is a playmaker in that role that he plays. Careful, and... No, I, no, you've yeah. got I, you've got to call people. You've got to. I've got you to are, be honest. But he and... will part. He will part on Friday. We're yeah, really, really slow. He... But yeah, again, so is that because the spine aren't talking to each other? I don't. Know. Yeah, you but know, you could so... see that. Sorry, yeah, sorry, Reed. You could go on. go on, mate. You could see that he was just really, really slow. And then when when he will try to have a look what he had on outside of him, there were nothing, you know. And and because other people hadn't done their job, everything and Cam got caught with ball quite a few times. It looked bad on him because like oh, he's really, really slow and he's not doing out or whatever, you know. But he had nothing on outside of him. There was no, no nothing created for him. Yeah, I mean, even Joe was saying. <laughs> We're talking about the fifth tackles. Even the pass to McDonald hit the floor first. We only got a try because McDonald finished it That's really, brilliant. really well. Um, I think what concerns me about the game management and the structured attack, whether it's in the final 20, last 10 or on the fifth, is that there's a number of sides I've watched this year when they've got the ball, I'm shitting myself. Because the, the way they're moving, the dummy runners and, and, and how they're running with pace and you can see the structure. Yeah. And I'm there going, crap. And there's two teams that I think are really good for that. And especially, it's really, and I've, I've mainly felt it when I've watched a game from behind the post, and it's mm-hmm. Lee and Salford. When they've got the ball in hand and they're shifting it left to right and with the dummy runners and the structure, it's dangerous and it's frightening. And I don't ever feel like we have, and it certainly didn't show again on Saturday, on Friday, sorry. I don't think we've, I don't feel we're dangerous. 
and it's because and again it comes down to the structure of who's controlling it. I don't know who was controlling it with those people on the pitch. We've we've said previously that Blake Austin has played well without Aidan Caesar. Uh, Reese, you went to the Salford game where you were yeah. waxing lyrical about Aidan Caesar without Blake Austin. Are we talking about two halves here that simply cannot play together, Reese? Oh, they have in the NRL. That's the and we, that's sort of... we just don't see it. We don't. Yeah. See it. No. And yet I, you keep you. Sorry, you play Caesar at Salford, and I think there was another game played really well. Yeah. Austin without Caesar a couple of times this year played really well. You put them together. I'm struggling to think of a game this year when they've played together and played I think, well. I think the Huddersfield game, obviously, they played well, but yes, I think that's because Austin played very well in the season. was kind of just a big yeah. part of it. Um, and, you know, I thought Austin was playing for a contract. You know, I'd, I'd been one to say, give him two years, just give him it. And then now I'm like, no. <laughs> in my bike, I'm being a Leeds Rhinos fan. I'm the like, way he's no. spoke about us recently and he's, he's fluttering his eyes yeah. and he's going on podcasts saying, oh, I'd love to play 14 so that, in NRL. That attitude... And then if you, you've got to carry that into a game and at least prove it, and then he he, he, he bottled it, and yeah. He did. So he did. and he, I know, and, and Paul's saying in the chat, if we're changing both halves, who are we going to get? And I know we've we've talked about this so many times. I still I am still worried about replacing two halves because I just don't think the market is there to replace two, and it's too early for Jack. Jack is eighteen; he needs more mm-hmm. game time. And I know we know Caesar's going. Um, for some reason, West Tigers have been watching a different Super League season to everyone else. They just um, haven't been watching it. They, they yeah. think they're getting the, the 2016 version. <laughs> yeah, so did we. So did we, funny enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we, just um, took, we just topped up his pension pot, unfortunately, which is what we seem to do quite often. So, yeah. So, I don't. I, I feel a bit... I feel quite despondent after this because I feel like after the results recently, the, 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 the results that other teams are getting... It almost felt like the season was over on Friday, and it's not because we're, four, we're only four points behind the playoffs. Is it? But f- for me, mm. it just feels. It, I feel a bit. I'm just. I'm just. It and, just and seems so disappointing. Yeah, and the thing that disappoints me more than anything is that I, I don't feel that Rowan takes any accountability as a coach. In that, in the press conferences, he, he talks about luck in there, yeah. and you know. I would much rather, as I'll be honest, if if we haven't played well, not to the way that Darren Panel's done it today, which basically says I'm doing everything right and the training pitch is them, but it, there needs to be some accountability of we didn't play well enough, yeah. and I, and I and I don't think we have that, and don't, we don't think we've been getting that, and that's probably the most disappointing thing to me because we haven't played good enough in games, which we should have won. We're not losing games by a lot. We only need to improve little things collectively to be able to win these games. And I don't think now it might be different in the dressing room because we never see the um, the sounds behind the game, do we? When we lose, fully enough. No. Um, yeah. But I'd love to see it because I, I I would hope there's some accountability in that changing room from either what, a captain, which we might not have, or a coach. I think what's more most disappointing about this this defeat is that was a really crap Saints side out. You know, there's yeah. a lot of players missing. Um, we. Chasing the playoffs, and Reese makes a good point there about and yourself, Phil, about when we lose games. And we, me and Reese kind of spoke about this this week, and like it's like we don't get beaten badly. All the games we've lost, you know, Cass, Wakey, Cass, 
um, Hull Care, they're all even the Saints games, mm-hmm. all games where we've had chances, more than one chance, to put the game to bed and to to win those games. And that to me is what's really driving me crazy. This was a very, very beatable St. Helens side. The game itself was incredibly poor quality for both yeah, sides. From both teams. And yet, Phil, we had we seem to be in in all the games, apart from maybe one Warrington or something where we've been battered, might be another. That yeah, well, first game at season on it that one. Yeah, in these games, but we don't seem to have the mentality to to turn these into wins. No, and, and that that's what the that's what the really good and clinical teams do, don't they? Which yeah. is what we expect as Leeds Rhino fans from from what we've been able to the team we've been a bit of support for years and, and, you know, the golden generation, all that type of stuff. And the games, what we have lost, they're not games that the other team has come to win. It's we've lost it by our poor execution or poor decision-making or, you know, making them little mistakes or not us having our halfbacks pushes around the pitch. Um, you know, so I, but, you know, going back to, to, to Blake and Caesar, you know, they might have a great friendship and relationship off at pitch and everything else, but I just don't think, their style of play complements the team's needs on the pitch. They just don't, they don't seem to gel together or whatever. It's either it's either one or the other. They're either really on it or they're not. And I know we spoke around it before. And is what you I agree with Reese around Rowan and that and stuff. You know, I had real reservations around him to start with, in terms of some of his press conferences and stuff. And sometimes he just seems to lack them ideas. And it's up to him as that coach to to minimise that roller coaster then peaks and troughs and add some consistency yeah. from all your players across the board. And I think if we'd have done that, them games which we've lost by two points or whatever, like you said, the other teams haven't come and winning. Yeah. We've actually given them, you know, just by that poor decision-making, okay, out of the week, you know, six, seven minutes out, we had a perfect opportunity to go for a drop ball and we didn't yeah. take it. Do you know what I mean? Just them little snap things that have changed our season round by quite a lot, of things. Even if you took half of those games that we've lost by a try or less, we would probably be in fourth or fifth. Yeah. And, and we've had perfect opportunity to finish the games, haven't we? And then we just haven't done it. Yeah. yeah. Let, let's talk about where we should be. <laughs> it's Lee's Rhinos. Champ- Championship. Lee's Rhinos. Top, top four. <laughs> it should be top four without a doubt. Uh, do you have the stats for us, Reese? I do. I do. So um, only one player over 100 metres. You're probably not the app. There you go. Thank you. Um, so Nene had 163 metres. We did wow. have people close to that. Uh, Blake had 96. Zaledski had 96. Um, Cameron Smith had uh, 95. And and I can't, you know, I said Cammy didn't have a good game. I, I also, he, he also tried. He had 24 carries, did um, Cam. Wow. So at least, is it two things? Should he be having the ball if he's not being effective or... No. Is he holding on to it too much? Is that what the carries is telling me there? I'm not sure. But his average game was only four, which kind of matches up a bit, I think. But that's what I was saying. It like it looked bad on, bad on him because every time he got the ball, he seemed to be getting caught with it and really slow with it because there was just nothing on outside of him. So it was sort of like showing ball and having a little pump and this and other and all that. And there was no just nothing there. Yeah. No, so it, it seemed, and, every, and every, even people in crowd going, he's really slow. What's he getting caught with ball for? Use it and stuff. But there were just... He actually did the right thing by holding on to the ball because if he just passed it, there was nobody there anyway. Yeah, that's right. Let, let's let's only have one negative comment about Cam today. I like that, Phil. <laughs> Pull um, it around. 
Yeah, before <laughs> so yeah, and then they led the way with meters, and then tackles wise, it was Jared O'Connor with forty four. Good old Jared. Uh, uh, Bentley uh, was next uh, with uh, thirty six, and then Cameron Smith had uh, thirty two in there. Holroyd was not far behind with twenty eight as well. The big stat that I want to pull out is the tackle bus. Do you want to take a guess at how many Nene got? How many tackle bus Nene had? Eight. Phil, I, 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 you know what? I think it might be. I think as eight double figures because he, he were quite. He were quite. Yeah. Eleven. Wow. He did. Eleven. He were, even from the kick That's chase and kick return, he, he were beating that first defender. Eleven. Oh my god. Yeah. So eleven tackle bus. Blake had seven. Reese mm. Martin had six. So you know there was quite a few tackle bus in there. Um, can't believe you know, that. Reece Martin had two clean breaks as well. So um, I think when we talk about the plays that did well, um, it shows. Jared was credited with three errors, um, which is not like him at all. Yeah. Uh, Aiden Caesar was also credited with three penalties conceded uh, as well. Um, so a bit low in the meter count. Um, tackles about suspected. Missed tackles wise, um, Cameron missed seven. Uh, James McDonald Walters missed four apiece, and then Reese Martin missed three uh, as well. Those are the stats. Yeah. Um, I, 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 we've kind of spoken up just on Nene, because that is a positive. We've kind of spoken about him becoming a superstar. I think he is. I think, I think without his strike. Yeah, and, and, and I'm, I liked him on the wing, and then I didn't like him on the wing when things started going wrong. Yeah. I like, you know, I think he is better in centre. We're not going to have. Did, I think Fussy failed his HIA, didn't he? To say, yeah, you know, yeah, he probably going to get pushed out on the wing next week. But he carries extremely well. You know, my favourite thing about him and how he does the runs on W half. There was yeah. four of those on on Friday again, and I just like that ability to. That I'm going to take this on and, and get as those meters, but you know, as Ollie's saying, he is freakishly strong. Yeah, you know, he's really hard to get down, and that showed from the try that he took as well. But he's he's one of the few players at the moment I can trust to create something from nothing. Yeah, one of our few strike players. Yeah, and and and, and you know that, like you said, when he's going from half back or he's on that kick return, if he gets half a break, he's gonna he's either gonna Punish you for 50, 60 metres or he's going to be scoring. He's he's capable of doing that. And I think, you know, there's when you look across our back line, there's not that many, I don't think, who would actually do that now. Yeah. Or maybe well, him and Am- Amdley. That's Amdley. probably about it. Him yeah. doing that is where you have a certain player, Maguire, who would always be on the shoulder of a player like that. Yeah. Let's um, just um, see if Danny wants to play. I think Danny's probably enjoying himself going to Wembley and having a. I'm going to say, yeah, he'll be, he'll be shining his shoes to Wembley, won't he? Yeah. <laughs> Again. Yeah. Let's just talk about Danny Maguire for half an hour. <laughs> that's, Danny, that's twice now. <laughs> there has been a distinct lack of Danny Maguire on this podcast. <laughs> I I'll put it down now. I, I, sorry, I used to talk about him about six times a pod. I only apologise for that. On to St. Helens. Um, Kind of Paul Wellens kind of turned into an absolute more week, yeah. I felt <laughs> um, with his with his press conference, which we all 
that's all covered and, and, and well, very well reported. But what about James Bell? What did you think of some of James Bell's tackling in this game, Reese? I just feel like whatever we're going to say now, it's going to be quote tweeted on Red V later on, isn't it? Like, it's just <laughs> going to be there. Whatever we do now, I'm just ready for this to be clipped and put out. Oh, these fans are still moaning. Right. If it does, just going to put it out there. It didn't affect the result. But yeah, uh, the grass isn't greener, is it, at Saints? No, it was yeah. shocking. The pitch was <laughs> terrible. The pitch was horrific. But, the, you know, the. I'm not going to say they're the dirtiest sign in the league. I know, Eddie, you probably want me to say that. But, you know, they're, Sorry, I'll they're, say it. they're as guilty as anyone else. You know, there's, there's footage of um, oh, Passy doing it in the cha- um, World Club Challenge at Penrith. You know, he's defended Morgan Knowles when he's chicken wing someone, which is not an accidental sort of thing. He's genuinely tried to injure someone. I, uh, yeah. John Aziata's technique, it probably does need to be looked at a little bit because there is mm. a little bit of danger in there. But on the second one, I think, with Passy in, in that game, what's what's he going to do? He's got someone running to him. He's going to use everything to try to do and stop. And he, he, yeah. he, it's a good tackle on the legs. And But, yeah, but I, James Bell was doing it. But you don't see him moaning about it. You don't see John Wilkin moaning about it. He doesn't get picked up. Yeah, all the footage again is Aziata doing it in the Wigan game. The grass ain't greener at Saints. They do it themselves. And and But my, my, my concern with this whole incident is because of how big it's been, is is it, it, I've got a bad feeling if the RFL don't address it sooner rather than later with something, it's going to grow arms and legs. And I'm, to be honest, I'm really fucking bored of it. Yeah. I was so bored of Saints last week, just fucking get over it. They've responded, haven't they, RFL, with just like a bog-standard statement saying, they'll, you know, look at the tech players' welfare seriously and all that type of stuff and things. And they've got, you, you know, the match review panel, which they'll look at stuff. But, um, yeah, you know, he, their own players were actually doing that te- technique on Friday more more than, you know, more than just Bell. But, um, you know, Conrad Edel did it two or three times when coming in on that third defender. Can he get that well, low? Yeah, well, I mean, he got he got some... He got some lovely ammo from from the travelling <laughs> travelling supporters, which were quite fun. Um, yeah, have you heard, but he did. heard the song? What was it? What was it saying? Yeah. Hang on a minute. Someone put it, it in the chat. Was yeah, it? it were about like three men went to pick up Conrad. Four men, yeah. three men, two men couldn't pick up. Conrad. He was brutal in him. He just like every yeah, but he's he's, he's ballooned again. He, he has ballooned again. Yeah. But yeah, they, they were doing that. They were doing that same technique. But the, the you know the pitch were probably in more danger of twisting someone's ankle and knee and that and stuff. It was absolutely diabolical to say you know a Super League team and meant to be one of you know front runners and, and the, 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 the I hate it anyway. It's just a novel. Is that ground? Laurie <laughs> just said it in the chat. They're, they're just hypocrites with this, and it's just yeah. They've had it their own way. They've they've, they've been in in some of the seasons the best team, quite rightly so. And it's just like a typical a spoiled brat child throwing mm. the toys out of the pram and then something doesn't go their way for once. They're um, minging. They're absolutely disgusting. They, they, and and I'd, I'd be interested to know, because the, in the rugby league community now, I feel like the last week, I think if there's anyone that won, everyone one team hates, I think at the moment it is probably Saints. Everyone hates Saints. Everyone hates Saints. Yeah. Just, just, it's just the way you've carried, you've carried on. Like, I know, look, I know so we, all, we all have a moan. We all have a moan. We had a moan about McDonald when he got sent off. But we did it for, what, a day? Two days? We had a moan mm-hmm. on this, and then it was done. And then, I wouldn't even mind. They're, win- they're winning things and all, and winning games. And look at us. 
<laughs> We've got something to more about. <laughs> I am a bit. I am a bit we didn't. If we'd have won, uh, do that, and then whistling for that forward pass for the first try, I would have quite enjoyed the meltdown on Twitter afterwards. But yeah, it's not to be. But the hypocrites, and I just the problem is the way they've approached it is actually not going to do the game any benefit. It's, no, actually, it's, like it's, said, it's actually going to make it worse. There's a right way and a wrong way to go around it, and Paul Wellen sat there with a his two own bargains two pay wig on, <laughs> you know, having having. A, a pop at every man and dog who'd listen to him at the RFL and then the following week his own players go out and do the same thing. It, it's yeah. It's not intention but, to injure, it's poor technique. No. Chicken winging someone, yeah. that's intention to injure and defending yeah. him just puts him on a hypocritical moral low ground mm. or whatever. Just yeah. Can we not talk about him? I hate him. No. It's just boring. Can we, I think can we can we talk about the referee, Liam Moore, because he was shocking. I don't think it's cost us the, 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 the result. No, it hasn't cost us the result, but I mean, in, ter- in terms of the game, I mean, did you see when who was it running? What are we, what are we, what are we prop out second row, Matty Lees or Noel's running 15 metres, punched Tom Allroyd twice in the face <laughs> to get involved when somebody caught some, uh, someone had slapped McDonald on the back, like a bit of an eye tackle type thing. And the, right. it was like a whip cracking around the ground and had a bit of a, a scuffle. And he ran 15 metres, got involved. Threw two punches at Tom Allroyd and it showed him connect on big screen. <laughs> Liam Moore just went, yeah, yeah, play on, it's all right. <laughs> that's for the, ma- that's for the match of people to sort, isn't it? That's for the match uh, it, it, you know, he ran 15 metres and then punched Tom Allroyd in face twice, clear as day. And didn't even get a penalty, he said, just play it ball. The, the only thing I thought Liam Moore got really wrong was towards the end of the, the penalty on Caesar. You know, for the push as he was about to play mm. the ball. I think there was about a minute or 30 seconds, however long left. Well, that, we, can't yeah. do anything, we can't do anything on fifth anyway. So it wouldn't yeah, anybody yeah. he, got that, he got that drastically wrong. That was not uh, an error from Caesar. But I felt, someone mentioned it in the comments earlier, just about going back to Caesar, that he was just being petulant and gobbing off to the ref all game. And I know refs, they don't bend the rules, they don't cheat, but it does Caesar no on and Leeds Rhinos no favours at all if he's chirping all game and then kind of gets pushed at the play at the ball. Ref's just going to go, nah, you, you, you done, mate. You know, you've been chirping at me all day. You've lost that. You've knocked it on. That that was, apart from that, I didn't particularly notice Liam Moore, but that, that decision at the end, I, I thought, no, he'd, he'd got that completely wrong. Man of the match. I hate picking it when we lose. Um, but I think it's Nene for me. Do you agree with that? Yeah, Nene McDonald for me. Nene McDonald for me as well. We were supposed to have a guest, but he's not quite here. We can preview yet. Lee, can't we? So let's preview Lee. Unless we want to talk halfbacks. <laughs> well, we have been linked with Adam Clune. I know what Clune. to talk about. We've been linked with Adam Clune. Yes, Adam Clune's been linked, which to me is on our transfer special. Reese, it's probably I think he might be the one halfback we didn't mention. And what does that tell you? And what does that tell you? <laughs> that one, uh, but I think I think he's about twenty-eight year old. You know, kind of twenty to thirty caps in the NRL. Linked with Hull, he's not going to choose Hull if we're linked with him because everybody would choose Leeds 
overhaul. Do you think Clune is that? Is do you think that's a? a I'm good just taking a moment to appreciate Andrew's comment of saying, knowing Gary Heavington, he'll sign Martin Clune. <laughs> It, fully appreciate it just read, it just read my mind because I was just going to say something. <laughs> you know, that's, we... that's brilliant. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. It, it feels like we're scraping. I, 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 the, again, this probably just reflects my mood on Rhinos at the moment. It feels like we're scraping the barrel a bit. I'm not, not saying Adam's the bottom of the barrel, but this is what the fourth, fifth halfback now we're probably being linked with. Um, but if it's... If it's a case of I just Austin it annoys me that we should, we should or clone. clues. But what who's who's with who's the other one? If yeah, it's only one half back in it. So look if 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 oh, if, if it's an like option, a Lewis. It, I, yeah, I am not <laughs> look, and I've experienced twenty eight. He's only really been in that RL since twenty twenty, hasn't he? But he's got forty three appearances now. <clears throat> A bit, probably a bit more actually. Um, it can't be a bad option. It, you know, it's probably better than what else is on the market. But it does just feel it annoys me because it. You know, look at Wigan. Wigan are probably the shining lights of the recruitment market so far this year. Um, but yeah, just I don't be interested to see their accounts. I'm just not at the point. I don't care really at the moment. Just just sign someone, please. Do you agree with that? Not, not Martin Clunes. Really I, I don't really know much about him, to be honest. Um, we, but we are desperate for some new blood and some new ideas and, and creativity within them areas. Um, you know, I mean, we'll eat we, with Luke Brooks, won't we? You see his, his touch-finding kick the other day in IRL. It went 15 yards backwards. <laughs> they kicked a touch from a penalty, ended up going back 15 metres or whatever. Um, but yeah, I don't... Again, we, we expect that we should be able to attract all these world quality and world class halfbacks. But you know, for the past couple of seasons and now we're playing now, are we still that attractive club to somebody from NRL wanting to come over here? I'm not too sure. Oh God, what an incredibly depressive pod. Sorry. <laughs> well, that's how we feel. Sorry <laughs> for anyone that's driving to work tomorrow morning listening to this. Yeah. You know, going, God, this is a depressing start to the week. Uh, but yeah. It's all these rhinos' fault, though, Reese, isn't it? it is. It's not ours; it's theirs. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Correct. I tried to make myself feel better by playing rugby league live four, but then I got spanked on that as well. So, you, probably, yeah. you probably paid about sixty quid for that. <laughs> Let's not talk about that. Can you transfer Oops. some of your, your budget across to us so we can sign some halfbacks? Might have to. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on to something completely different. Um, we're now going to talk about Bradford Bulls. Bradford Bulls versus Barrow Raiders. A game tomorrow, as we record this Monday night, that the Bradford Bulls have put on to honour baby Rycroft Foster, who sadly lost his life last month. Joining us now to tell us all about it is Rycroft's father and big friend of the podcast, Andrew Foster. Andrew? Hello, how you doing? How are you? Not bad, just uh, a very rainy Blythe services. Uh, we're driving up tonight, um, so for, for anyone who doesn't know, I live down in uh, Essex near, near Colchester these days, and um, yeah, at one point it was just going to be me coming up for this game, but everything snowballed a bit, so 
There's um, my daughter Lyra there enjoying herself watching um, watching Zog on her uh, <laughs> on on her tablet. Um, uh, Catherine's just in getting a cup of tea at the services, and uh, thought I'd just take a minute talk to you guys, which really appreciate. No, thank you very much for coming on. Uh, tell us about the game, Andrew. How did this? Uh, how did this come about? How did this happen? Well, the Bulls fans initially suggested it. Said it'd be really nice to pay a tribute to Rycroft in, you know, in the 16th minute of of the next match, which was up at Whitehaven, and then they also they wanted to do it um, at uh, at the next home match, um, and then Jason Hurst, the CEO of Bradford Bulls, got in contact said whatever we can do to make it as good an event as possible we will and that's what that's what's happened um yeah bulls have been really good they put out um uh you know stuff on the website about encouraging people to come recognizing rycroft recognizing the you know the we've just been blown away by the the response of the rugby league community we put that um initial fundraiser on with a target of three thousand yeah. pounds, and and we've passed forty thousand pounds now. Wow! And yeah, yeah, it's stunning. So yeah, we we're just really excited about it. We, you know, obviously it's been an incredibly tough period of time. Yeah. Uh, Rycroft had a genetic condition, so we always knew, like even from before he was born, that things would be tough. Um, then it was diagnosed after three weeks. And then even after that point, it was very unlucky. The, the condition he's got, most kids who go on and develop bone marrow problems, that's in their teens or their 20s. Mm. And Rycroft was very unfortunate. And, and, and we knew that he would have to have a bone marrow transplant uh, before he had his first birthday. Um, so we want, you know, obviously it's, it's desperately, desperately unfair and sad. And we want to take, you know, it, it it clearly, you know, it just really upsets people and it creates a lot of what can I do energy. And we want to use uh, this opportunity to turn that what can I do energy into something positive. So that's raising the funds and also getting people aware of the fact that we need more people on the bone marrow um, register. Yes, uh, of course, yeah. Germany, so there are, and this is per head, so obviously there's more people in Germany full stop. But per head, there are three times as many people on the German bone marrow register as there is on all the British ones, wow. um, which which means, you know, so Rycroft's initial bone marrow donor was going to be German. Um, and the nurse actually said to us, oh, is the donor German? And we were like, um, yeah. <laughs> and, they, and she said, yeah, well, they're always German. So that raises wow. questions about what we can do mm-hmm. as a country to to better support you know not just children anyone who needs you know bone marrow a bone marrow transplant for whatever reason um and it's it is you talk about sort of consolation you couldn't get better consolation than um the thought that rycroft's life short as it was might lead to some you know some some other kids and some other people going home uh healthy and happy from hospital where they wouldn't have done otherwise. That's and that's what it's about. Yeah, need to raise more awareness. And you're you are imploring Leeds fans, Yorkshire fans, any to Absolutely. get down tomorrow to the game. Yeah, yeah. So I'd love to see um, 
you know, I, I always, I, I said it before, one of the great joys of going down for a game at Wembley is stop off at, at the services like we are now and you'd see all the different shirts and, yeah. you know, all the polyester would be crackling in the queue to KFC, like static <laughs> electricity in the in the air. Um, and, and that's what I know, you know, like it's, it'd be lovely to see, you know, if we get, just a couple of Leeds fans, just a couple of Halifax fans, Batley fans, Fev fans. You know, yeah. if if you're the only person from your club who comes along, that's brilliant. Wear your shirt, wear, you know, like it being odd soul, wear your, wear your Mac, um, you know, with your foot. <laughs> you know, just um, come along, come find, you know, I'll be pretty conspicuous, come say hello. And, and hopefully we'll be doing something that is a really, you know, it's worth it for its own sake. We want to commemorate Rycroft, he was a really special little boy, and I think it's entirely, you know, just because he had a short life doesn't mean that he should be forgotten. We want to celebrate him, yes. and then also, can we do something that's that's going to really help in a practical way other children like him, other people like him, um, and and I think we can. Uh, I, I'm sure we can. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. And if people want to donate, Andrew, how can they? How can they donate? It, easiest way is just come on my, you know, so my, on Twitter, I'm on Andrew Foster 101 and you'll very quickly find a link to the Just Giving page. Um, if you have any problems, just drop me a message. I'll I'll send you it. It's justgiving slash, uh, dot com slash crowdfunding slash remembering hyphen Rycroft. But if you can't be bothered typing all that in, just find Andrew Foster 101 and you'll find it pretty fast. Um, and... Yeah, I mean that sort of thing. I mean, you might have seen Derek Beaumont. Yeah, just chucked in a grand, didn't he? Yeah, Derek Beaumont chucked a thousand pounds in. She's incredible. Cambridge University Rugby League Club put a hundred quid in. Wow. You know, which is, which yeah. is, you know, like <laughs> that. That's a lot of beer money for those guys, and they, <laughs> you know, and it's um, fantastic of them to say no. You know, um, do you know show that recognition and put it to a good cause? So. Um, so, yeah, so there is the fundraising element, but I think what we're going to be segueing into more and more is this idea of can we get people to at least consider going on the bone marrow register, bone marrow. Yes. at least consider, you know, because that that is a, that's something that anyone can do. We know it's tough times for a lot of people, but anyone can potentially get on that register and the more as you get on it, um, the better outcomes will be for all sorts of people um, who really need it. If yep. people just Google B British Bone Marrow Register, so it's BBMR, it should come yeah. up on Google uh, quite yeah, easily. Yeah, I just had a yeah, quick look myself. So. Would implore people to look into that. Just to finish off, Andrew, thanks for coming on. Good luck tomorrow, and uh, we Thank wish you all the best with everything. Yeah. We, we do have to talk about the Bulls, I'm afraid. <laughs> How do you see uh, their season going and ending this well, year? This is th so I, I, I said, I, I think it's sort of gear seasons coming to the sort of business end and where it looked at one point that Fev and Toulouse were vulnerable. Mm. Now they don't look very vulnerable. You know, Fev are going to come top by a distance and probably going to be able to treat treat the back end of the season as a as a warm-up to the playoffs. Toulouse look very likely to come second now and that means that any team that has to that's going to come past them will have to go to France to do that. And I guess Bradford are competing for that best of the rest slot. They, 
at the start of the season, we, we looked patchy across our 17. And now we've ended up with with sort of serviceable players, players who generally know what they're doing, right, from from one to seventeen. And and so they've had that, you know, they've they've had a good run of wins. Hmm. Be interesting. It re- it's gonna be really sorry, Lyra's <laughs> uh chipping in. Um I think that'll be an interesting question. Who's the best of the rest? Um hmm. and can they then go on to give Fairville to lose any bother in the semi-final. Maybe, maybe. Well, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Andrew, thank you very much for joining us. We wish you all the best with uh, Brilliant. all your fundraising efforts. And everyone, I do implore you to look into the uh, bone marrow as well. Take care. Thanks a lot. Fantastic. Thank you. Wow. Very powerful um, moment on the lock pod there would employ everyone as well to head down to Odsall tomorrow as we record this uh, Monday the 31st Bradford versus Barrow get yourself down there and uh, show your support for Rycroft and Andrew and all of his family thanks again to Andrew for coming on to uh, give that a push on to Lee that's who the Rhinos play that next and this is how we will finish this match review panel um, squad changes Phil, Phil's back with us, by the way. Um, any changes to the squad for this one for you, Phil? I'd like to see Alroy back into starting 13. No, he was on bench, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, Fussy Tua, obviously, McDonald will probably drop into one wing. Uh, that that one on there, so it depends who we're going to bring in. I know Lewis Roberts were down in squad on on, um, on Friday, so we were moving like a return of man or whatever. Oh God, no! Come on, we're not that. We're not got to that stage yet, have we? We're not there yet. <laughs> um, but yeah, I am. I am sort of like seeing what sort of, you know, if we, what injuries we've got or what we've got available. A little bit, you know. I think the the ones one we'll probably say about all the time. We always like to seem to rotate his forwards, don't we? Um, we don't seem to carry that extra back. Um, so it'd be interesting who he sees to put who he puts on one wing. But I think you're right. What Reese said earlier. I think McDonald dropped. Onto a wing, and maybe it's easy for us to fill that centre gap rather than a, a specialised winger. Um, but I can't really, can't really foresee too many other changes, if I'm honest. Um, is, it, is it time for Jacksonfield, Reese? Is this no. a, is this the Jacksonfield game? No, I don't think so. Um, I, I I I think there's a lot of there's a lot of pressure mounting on him at the moment. You know, he's he's in the fact that the halves aren't performing. His surname, the expectation that you know he's got the three-year deal this year, earlier this year. Jack is still eighteen; he's still learning the game. I don't think this is the right opportunity for him to come in. Um, so no, I'd keep the half. Fortunately, I'd have to keep the halves the same as they are. I don't think we've got another option. And likewise, I don't think we've got another option at centre with with McDonald moving to the wing. Suppose it's a, it's a lesser of what's the lesser of two evils: having Tyndall. Or Olfoots on the wing, or having McDonald on a wing with Lewis Roberts at centre. And at the moment, I'm not quite sure what's the worst, the better of the two options. I, I don't think, think either keep, of them sound that good. They don't, but I'd keep Nene at centre. I'd, I'd keep him to put there Tyndall. And have Tyndall yeah. on the wing, because I'm a big fan of kind of how we've, especially how we've been playing this year, keeping circle. Mm pegs and circles and rather yeah. than 
pushing. The, the worrying, the worrying thing is though, is that the fact that you know we we've lost potentially one player, and the players what we're talking about are just nowhere near the calibre to fill them. No, fill the and that, you've got, you've got, got, Newman, got you know? Newman's out as yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. Simpson, yeah, Max Simpson. Yeah. So that you know we are getting down yeah. on the sentence, but you know I, I say this probably after every loss, but. Lee will. I'm imagining they will play a weaker team. They've got the Challenge Cup the week after. I mean, yeah. Got, but equally, they got thumped at Catalan. So, did they want to? Would they want to play a strong side to get the form back? Yeah. I I'm think the fact well, they got yeah. thumped by Catalan, I think they won't play as weak a team as they mm. originally probably would have. Played. No. They want to try and build a bit of momentum, won't they? I think they so. I think they want to keep the wheels turning. I think. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm envision, envisioning a full strength Lee side, me. Yeah. And Leah. Not a bad side. They're not. Well, they're so, they're like a rugby. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm expecting. Um, yeah, I, I don't think. I know there's a couple of questions in the in the chat about it. I don't think Lee will play. I think there'll be some changes for them, but I don't think it will be a full change in prep for the Challenge Cup final. I think they'll need to put a good side out to get um, their momentum back after a, a quite a heavy result, heavy loss on Saturday. In terms of the squad, I do think this is a Jacksonfield game. I think this is a game where you drop him in, give him a game, win, lose or draw, and say, right, that's that's your game. Because if not this game, then when? I think you're in dreamland. I just don't think we're going to do I just... No, there's dreamland and delusion. There's, there's dreamland and delusion land. I don't think this is delusion land. Are they not the same? Land. No, they're very different. They don't go hand in hand. And uh, sometimes they do. Sometimes there's a little parallel universe where they cross, but at this point, I don't think so. I just, I, I, I think you might like that. I think the expectation of Rowan doing that is very, very minimal. Oh, I don't expect him to do it. No, no, but I would. But then again, yeah, that's I'd have played him half of the games this year. Phil, thanks as always. Reese, thanks as always. We'll finish off with predictions for Lee versus Leeds. Phil, how do you see this one going? I think we, we need to bounce back massively. We owe it to our do it to ourselves and everybody you know supporters, everyone involved with club recently, just to have a good performance back at Edinley. Um and again, you know, the Lee side, that's gonna be up in there. They're gonna put a full strength squad out, are they gonna play a weekend team, are they gonna protect somebody? But you know, either or it's about our performance, but I think we you know we need to bounce back. I think we should have a victory twenty four ten. Lovely, lovely. Reese, <laughs> checking his head. <laughs> I don't know how I can predict a win, but um, okay. but he's gonna. Well, I have to. Just annoyingly. Um, I'm gonna go twenty points to sixteen to the Rhinos, and for Cam to bounce back. Cam to score. I said bounce back, but yeah, we'll try. There we go. We'll try. I'm going to say Leeds Rhinos, 34, Lee Leopards, 4. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thanks again to Phil, as always. Thanks again to Reese. We will be back to review Lee versus Leeds. Take care, everyone. See you next time.